welcome to today's podcast by myself, Ross Martin. I am the host of Unfound Help Podcast. Uh, today, I am joined by Sophia. I'm actually in the United Kingdom. Sophia, she's in Canada. I believe you're actually in Toronto, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, I'm just in the suburbs of Toronto in a town, or I guess it's a big city called Mississauga. I think we almost have a million people here. So thank you for having me. This is great. Most welcome, and thanks for joining. Actually, it's um, absolute pleasure. I love joining, um, sort of interacting with different people from different businesses, uh, different backgrounds. Everyone has different stories, so it's um, interesting. You know, um, a little bit of a story myself is that I had, uh, I actually started out as a photographer, um, mm-hmm. and then I started to go into the realms of business management and operations. So, um, yeah everyone has a journey from what they wanted to be into completely something different so uh, did you have did you always want to um, uh, be into the business entrepreneurship did you have a dream when you were younger no so this is a hilarious story of how you accidentally fall into the world of entrepreneurship i grew up in a household that was very much an academic academic household, the expectation was you do well in school, you go off to a professional school after, and then you do a professional career. And because my dad was a physician, it only made sense that you fall into the sciences. And so, and I had a natural inclination for that. So of course I followed suit and I went into physiotherapy or physical therapy as people in the US call it. I think in the UK, you guys say physiotherapy as well? Yeah, physio, physical, same, same, I guess. Okay, perfect. Yeah, so that's where I started off my career. I and I still actually work part-time, but not in physiotherapy proper. I went and I worked in the hospital for 10 years or almost nine years. And then I, and I was raising my kids at the same time. And I was working as a physiotherapist and I... it was very difficult you know like raising young kids and working that level of job and I was getting really bored as a physiotherapist you know I was working in a hospital and as it's a great job in that secure benefits pension people think I'm ludicrous for walking away from the hospital because I had a pension plan that was going to pay me a hundred percent of my salary at the age of 55 and for my life and it's transferable to my spouse. So if you can only imagine what people thought when I was saying, I'm quitting, I can't take this anymore. So I was, I quit and I, I guess grace or the universe or God, who, whatever you want to refer to um, that as, decided to say, no, you're not quitting yet because we still want you to be in this public sector. So they, somebody came and offered me a part-time manager job in a clinic. And so I said, you know, I don't want to work full time anymore. Part of it was that I didn't want to work full time because I have young kids and I needed a proper balanced, harmonious life. I didn't want to be running anymore, you know, between work and home and pickup and dinners and lunches and all the rest. I wanted to work on my own terms at the same time because I had this other business idea brewing in the background. And it started the year before as like an Etsy shop, uh, part-time pop-up shops. And I'm not sure if you're familiar with the seasonal holiday Eid and Ramadan. It's like Christmas yeah. for Muslims. Yeah, I know that you, very well. Okay, you know it. I mean, and you said you worked in the Middle East for a bit before we yeah. started recording. So you're well aware. <laughs> so basically, I was like, okay, my kids are, I think they were like three and five at the time. 
or maybe even four and six. And I was like, you know what? I need to start doing some special stuff in the house. You know, we celebrate the rest of it. And my husband's like, if you want to do a tree at Christmas, that's fine. But we also need to celebrate either Ramadan in the same manner. So I'm like, okay, I can decorate the house for either Ramadan. Not a problem. I went to the store, found nothing. Went on Amazon.ca, found nothing. I was like, what the heck is happening here? How is there nothing available? <laughs> you know, and I look around and everyone is like visibly Muslim now around my area. So I'm like, where where where's the stuff like go on etsy and i'm like okay um i almost bought balloons for 30 bucks and there were like 10 latex balloons i almost did it oh i oh and then my friend was like and my colleague at work my girlfriend at work she's like you are not buying those balloons she's like go make it yourself and i was like you know what she's right and so i wanted to make money envelopes because you know we hand money out as gifts but it just goes as the money, right? And then the kids just throw the money around. They don't know what money is, first of all. They don't care. Um, you know, they're five and three. They're like, I want the toy. I don't care for the money. <laughs> and then the like the $5 bill or $20 bills on the floor next thing you know it. So I designed really cute money envelopes so people can put the money in. So it was very attractive. And that's where it started. So it was like an idea that really required... Uh, some motivation pushing. I think other people had the idea, but maybe they didn't have the resources or, you know, energy or, you know, connections. Not that I really had connections. I really did find my way, um, you know, Googling and all that. Hustled your um, way through the actual way to start up. and, and... That's right. Yeah. So no, no proper business background, a physical therapist, physiotherapist that was more or less exhausted from the day job and still working part-time now, but um, being able to juggle that and um, starting up this seasonal decor business for specifically from, we, we, we basically do um, minority festivals. So we also took on Diwali now. Um, Eid and Ramadan is part of our seasonal collection. And then you skip forward a few steps and then Walmart picked us up. So that's kind of where so we're at right now. I, I was going to get onto the Walmart part actually because it's it's interesting. Did you um, did you work into that realm? Because what I wanted to ask is, how did they pick you up? Did you try to, you know, market towards them, or did they just find you all of a sudden and say, "Hey, we actually like what you're doing. Uh, we would like to, you know, retail your brand essentially." Yeah, so your second story there. What happened was, again, Canada is a bit of a smaller, I, I say this humbly, but at the same time, I know it's Walmart. So people are like, it's still Walmart. And I'm like, okay, I get it. But in Canada, you know, I, I fortunately live a 10 minute drive from their head office. Okay, so naturally, if I go and do a pop up, and my product has always been for the Walmart customer, when I wanted the product to be conveniently placed at a price point that most people can afford because let's face it as a new immigrant new to the country you're not going to be spending thirty dollars for etsy balloons no like i'm not paying that and i've been fortunate enough to be able to have a job that was giving me a full pension when i retire right so i was like i don't want a family to be like well i want to decorate but i can't because i can't afford it right i wanted it to be price at a point where most people can afford to pick up a $5 banner or whatever it is, right? Yeah. And what got me was I was at Walmart and, you know, everyone obviously 
in our area anyways, is minority shopping there and buying their food and all that. And I saw a Halloween card, a Hallmark Halloween card. I'm like, okay, well, if Halloween can have a, a greeting card, then I think we can make some room on the shelves for Eid and Ramadan, right? And so I never approached them formally, but what I always did is have that customer in the back of my mind. So I designed the product to fit their love, like their aesthetics. I designed the price point to fit their, you know, category. Uh, and I think they, they call it something and I've forgotten the term, but it's like, it's like a low price. They have some name in corporate world for it, but I forgot. So, you know, they categorize their, their prices and I, I've made it available at that price point. And then I just was at one of these events, one of these pop-up shops at a local conference. So it wasn't even like it was a trade show and somebody from the conference and it happened twice, actually. Are you familiar with Hatchimal and Spin Master? Do you, have you heard of these toys before? No, okay, so no. <laughs> okay, so it's a toy company. It's very big. Um, Paw Patrol. Are you familiar with Paw Patrol? Yes, okay, fine. Okay, yeah. so the people who create Paw Patrol, Spin Master, they're they're a Canadian toy company, and they're also okay. local-ish. Okay, so one of their head engineers, um, again, same thing. I'm at the tra- not trade show. I'm at the conference that he saw, it and he goes. You know, you can tell when people are assessing your booth and not shopping. They're looking at you from far away. You know, it's a pop-up shop, right? They're trying to checking me out, thinking. And he was like, he walked up later, and he he's like, oh, you know. And this was this is like within months of like just starting. He goes, oh, your product belongs belongs in Walmart. So when he said that, I was like, okay, I'm actually like that was when the seeds were planted. You know, you have that wisdom inside. You're like, yeah, this is what I want to do. So when he said that, I was like, oh my gosh, I was like, okay, if, if he's in the industry and he's saying that, that means I'm on the right path. And then a few months later, again at a pop-up shop, and that's when a Walmart, she was an ex-corporate employee and she still had connects at head office. And she said that product is what they've been looking for. They cannot find a vendor who will supply for a small level of stores. I think this is a good fit. And then she introduced us to their higher level, which then came down the ranks um, to their buyer level. So I think in a way it's a serendipitous series of events, but at the same time we did align ourselves up nicely in that it it really just was, they needed to see it on the shelf or see it somewhere and then it was an easy sell. Um, so that is the long version of my short story. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very good long short story. <laughs> Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because no, it's interesting because I like to hear stories about how people start up businesses, why they started businesses, because, you know, it's interesting. Everyone has a different story, like we said before, and I want to know why they do it, but more so the reason being is to share their story with others because maybe people have similar stories. Maybe some people right now are doubting am I doing the right thing or am I going about it the right way? Um, You know, it's very difficult. Small businesses, uh, a lot of the times, um, you know, they struggle and Mm -hmm. sometimes they just don't know how to do things. Mm -hmm. Now, it doesn't matter. Like you said, you know, one day you were just, uh, you you saw that gap Mm -hmm. and you took it. Now, if sometimes you don't take that chance, you don't know where you're going to get. That's right. That's right. Now, you were never really pushing to go into the, into the uh, Walmart route. However, you knew that you were going to 
get there sometime. Yeah. Now through that, it came about. You knew where to place yourself. You knew why to do it, mm -hmm. but maybe not how. That's right. You know? Yeah, no, because I didn't have right the mentorship or previous experience to know how actually. Yeah, but like we you said before, we were talking just briefly before we started this podcast recording, and sometimes, sometimes, even if you don't have a back you know background of business like you were saying you don't, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. You can either approach someone else. You can either look at what other people are doing in the industry, how they're doing things. Nowadays, we work on or, or we work, we live online. That's that's how yeah. we are. It's very yeah. easy to research, to find things out. Um, it's how the world's going as well. Business is, is going like that. Yeah. If, if you were to, um, you know, give a little bit of a, say, motivation for someone who might be going through a, a tough time in their business mm -hmm. what is it that you would tell them we had a lot of difficulties once we started the business because covid hit right and so based on those experiences per some personal and then of course some uh you know financial in that we were trying to fund a big retailer order and you know COVID is hitting and we have all these unexpected costs and delays and all the rest of it. I think if you can align yourself to the reason you started, it will help you go, keep going, right? You know, for me, I, I didn't really align it for the need of money, right? That, to be honest, yeah. I, I find, I actually chuckle a little bit inside when people think I'm doing it for the money because you know, product-based businesses, and even at the beginning, some service-based businesses are not very lucrative, right? You need no. to have another deep desire to be able to push through that grind, through that really heavy uh, beginning, because it is a very steep climb and it's going to go up and down. You will end up having very deep valleys. When things go bad, they will go badly. Like badly, it'll affect your energy level, maybe your mindset, it may affect your relationships, it will affect definitely affect your finances <laughs> you know because yeah. generally everything has a the, I the end on that one as well <laughs> that's right right and so if you don't have a really strong compelling reason for starting I guarantee you you will be like forget it and I think that's the reason why many businesses fail in the first 12 months three years five years and there's only what a fraction of businesses left at the 10-year mark yeah. so my advice is before you start or even if you started <laughs> You know, and you're having a difficult time, just ask yourself, why am I in this? And if you found like, okay, I was just here to make a quick buck and it's not going the way it's going, then you may want to just say, okay, that's not enough of a reason to continue putting myself through this, right? Because you have to be realistic. But at the same time, if your reason is powerful enough and you're like listening to your own intuition, your own wisdom, your own guts, you know, not somebody else is not telling you it needs to be done. You know, like and when I went into my manager job at the hospital, it was somebody else was telling me that was the right move. I inherently knew there was wisdom inside me saying this probably is not the right move, but, you know, go ahead, you know, and it 
I'm not going to say that wasn't a waste. It wasn't a waste of time. That was great growing personal and whatnot for myself. So you, even if you step away from a business when it's not going as well as it had, you still, it's not a failure. You learn from it. And perhaps you just need to realign your uh, vision or your reason for doing it. Um, but if you have the right reasoning and, and you, your, your why or your North Star, or whatever you want to call it is, is, you know, set up for, you know, that deep desire, wisdom is saying yes, your gut saying yes, everybody, it's, it's yes, yes, yes. Then you just have to know that this is the journey of entrepreneurship. Nobody has a straight climb to the top. If they say they do, they are lying <laughs> to you. And they just want to put up that facade of, you know, um, the Instagram reel or Instagram highlight reel, as they call it. It's just a facade. Yeah, there's you see, especially now on social media, a lot of people are like, oh, I've started this business. I've made so much money within um, oh, yeah. within one month, within three months, within the first year. You, you have to understand that business uh, within the first year, three years, five years, like you said, um, you're not going to be profitable. If you are, congratulations, I give it to you. Um, mm -hmm. But it's tough. Um, business is not necessarily about profit it's not necessarily about money it's about you know the the path the route that you take and how you come along it the the people you meet and what you're doing and that's something we were saying before again we're mm -hmm. talking about business is about networking as well people mm -hmm. you meet mm -hmm. uh, people you whether you have end up end up having friendships with people because of uh, you know networking and stuff it's business is more than just doing business with people getting customers to pay for your products or services and saying thank you very much for your money and goodbye that's not mm -hmm. that's not what business is no if that's your mindset don't do business i'm very sorry exactly it's it's difficult right because i think on a surface level people really do think it is the best way of getting rich uh, they think that the transaction is easy. And they do say, you know, when you look at that iceberg, you only see 10% of it, right? Because you don't see all the rest of that work. So that's a, that's a really great analogy. And I do want to say, though, if they have an inclination for business, they, I think everyone should try it. I think it's natural in your 30s. To it's, go ahead and try try yeah, it. It's but, a great learning curve. Exactly. Actually. So And yeah, I think I it helps with and it helps with personal development. It really do. I do think it's an experiment to develop your own personal uh, personal development, self confidence. Growth. Growth. Your mindset has to change. Especially if you did not come from a household that perhaps was as encouraging. Um, you know, more of the whole, uh, you, know, you know, you have the whole abundance and um, I guess poverty mindset or whatnot. So you have to think about it in that terms too, because if you walk into business and you and you have this mindset that's not going to provide you abundance, that's a, that's a whole other topic. But you have to be able to say, okay, the universe will provide for me as long as I try my best to move these things forward. So... I know, I know you're, you're right. It's, it's not just about the transaction. It's so much deeper than that. And I know everyone may think, you know, business is only successful if it hits specific, you know, milestones in revenue, exactly. Or 
perhaps you you want to go on to the you want to get acquired or the IPO because now with you know seeing YouTube or you're on YouTube and you're researching you'll notice that there's always always those things they've just become more accessible to the general public of understanding those elements of business just if your business is not at that level or perhaps it's just going to stay as a hobby business or Etsy shop business I think that's still okay I think you have to be able to say, okay, my business is going to fall into this niche, you know, um, and that will help you really celebrate those successes when it gets there. And I think for my, t- from, for my community of female entrepreneurs, for example, many of them will be a very wholesome Etsy shop. Perhaps they may scale into a smaller retail, but I'm not going to tell them like, yes, we want you to get acquired. That's our goal for you. Or yes, yours is a multi-million dollar business because it may not be. Sustaining a healthy lifestyle and their business, helping them fund a vacation may be the best thing for them, but they have grown so much and they've met so many people through that experience of the business, right? You go you go for business networking events, you go for pop-up shops, you go to little trade shows. It's great. It's a great experience, I think, overall. And I think that you have to really draw on those successes as well. Yeah, one of the, someone I was working with recently, um, I've been helping him with his um, online store as well. He does, you know, he's been making his own clothes. Mm. Very, very nice brand, actually. Um, And he was asking me, he goes, I want to reach out to, you know, bigger audiences uh, as well. Mm. And he was talking about trade shows and all this. And I said, go to the trade shows, you know, why because people will recognize your brand people will look at and Mm -hmm. and actually see your product uh, but they will see a face to who's actually running the company yes that's and and that's one of the biggest benefits they don't just um you know look online and go oh yeah it's it's another company they actually see someone who is actually the owner of the company who's Mm -hmm. actually made the product they can hear the story about where the brand came from why it started mm-hmm. and that's a whole different side to um, a business and essentially that's mm-hmm. what trade shows are about trade shows mm-hmm. networking is all about meeting other people specifically to actually interact mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. yeah okay you're gonna get business from it hopefully but it's more for the interaction purposes of a face-to-face yes okay there's Zoom meetings now. I, um, I've been on a few meetings with uh, something called FSB in the UK, which is the Federation for Small Businesses. Okay. And, and they do a lot of online Zoom meetings with like 20, 30, 40 people at the same time. Mm. And it, it's really good, actually. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so, yeah, we keep talking about networking, but I believe networking is one of the key things. Business it, is another 100%. side of it. It's through your network where you will grow. I I truly believe that the opportunities that came through us or to us was through networking. Yeah. Right. And networking doesn't need to be always in person. You can network on social media as well. I think especially during the pandemic, that it was a great place for people to learn about other brands. And of course, if you know your friend likes a brand, then they can network that to you and that's how it just grows and, and goes viral almost. Yeah, I just want to talk a little bit more about your brand. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we've spoken a bit about business and small businesses and stuff. And, and we did hear about your brand. 
your brand is actually called um, also so Sophia, mm-hmm. uh, which is also Sophia.com for the listeners to hear about. You were saying that you do, uh, you know, Ramadan and Eid um, mm-hmm. items. If if people don't know what Ramadan and Eid, in the, if you want to say the Muslim community, um, Ramadan and Eid is celebrated you know once a year well re- Eid is actually celebrated about twice a year Ramadan is once a year Ramadan is a, a month one month of fasting for, for Muslims where they fast for a whole month um, at the end of Ramadan they have Eid uh, and that's when you know Sophia here that I'm joined by um, she found that niche market that in Toronto where she's based she couldn't find those products and that's where her business started and that's where she really peaked into some of her businesses and then she found out that Diwali also didn't have many stuff so she started mm-hmm. a Diwali collection as well um, are there other products on your website that um, you are really finding to be selling well mm-hmm. we are dabbling in the eco-friendly space because that is another huge unfortunately gap in the market for affordable waste-free products for the kitchen and kitchen and home I would say yeah I'm not sure how it is in the UK different parts of Canada have uh, I would say different flavors for this or you know it is a life it's a lifestyle change mm. I think perhaps with the younger generation it will be easier for them to adapt to these less convenient options like reusable silicone bags and reusable silicone sheets to replace the disposable plastic bags that we use for you know cooking and prep and storage and then the plastic wrap which we or you know we it's called saran wrap here or is a brand that you know yeah we, we say cling, cling wrap. film yeah cling cling film okay so cling yeah. wrap cling film so we have a few products that we started playing around with we also brought in the straws which I think many many other companies have adopted and most I would say people have started adopting reusable straws however I find in Canada the concern I have is again it's really niching to a a market that can afford to spend the money Mm. and there is always going to be a higher cost for something that is reusable so we have to work with the community I haven't, sadly, this is where bandwidth comes in and your energy level and your focus, right? As, yeah. a, as a business owner, and we can speak briefly about that. So I'm the type of person that likes to expand and do all these different things. Now, obviously I have a little team that works with us, which is great, but at the same time, when you're starting your business, I would suggest to start with one area and not go too Don't broad. diversify yourself too much and don't just jump in head first. Exactly. Work on a small section, try and uh, focus on it as much as possible, and then start going into other aspects. That's right. And so that is one of my failure points. I do like to jump headfirst into things. So the Conscious Kitchen and Home Collection, which we are trying out. Yes, I love the name too. It is ambition though, so it's good. It is ambition, yeah, I guess so. That that has been taking a little bit of a backseat because I okay. feel that perhaps our community is not ready for that. But it's my part as a business owner and brand that we need to do the education on how your product and services can be beneficial. Yes, yes, yes. Don't worry, go ahead. 
Yeah, so um, I guess I guess that's what I would say is um, definitely do your homework before starting. But you're right, ambition is huge. And I think yeah. it's definitely a great thing to do is start something and go small and steady and not deter yourself because ambition is what you need to keep pushing that momentum that you have when you have that great idea. Yeah, like... Especially if you're an online store, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to focus on one product. You can right. focus on a range. So, for example, you can focus on a home product or you can focus on beauty products. It's fine to focus on a range, but don't just all of a sudden focus on multiple of ranges because you'll overwhelm yourself. That's my opinion. That's my you know understanding or my belief in, in things. If you want to branch out into other things, at least try to hone down onto, you know, one range, one set mm -hmm. of products. Make sure you've got it right, and then start spreading out into into other products, other ranges, and focus on your branding. Branding is a very big, you know, um, topic, a very important thing for a, for a business. Make sure you are well represented. You look after yourself. Customers are well looked after. And why I say customers are well looked after, if you look after your customers, your customers will look after you. Mm -hmm. You have your raving hundred fans. Uh, that's your reputation is really important as a brand as well. So I don't always say the customer is right, you know, but make sure you have you know very good facts laid out on your website and without going through our laundry list of <laughs> do's and don'ts. Uh, those are a few things that we can chat about. I do, we do do one other thing and I, I perhaps should highlight it because I think what happens is many people will ask, they've asked me in the past, they've said, oh, we're, we want to chat. And you know, I always get the comment, we want to pick your brain. And so I don't know if you <laughs> if you had that. Um, so we, in lieu of picking my brain, because we can't pick, we can't, meet everyone is we we have the podcast now so that is another unfortunate for me i do the expansion thing and mm. you know we've also spun off and did a whole other business for the consulting business consulting for people who do want to start up and perhaps even import things um either white label or create their own products like we have so that's one thing i've also started and it's called bossit club but i get it goes to the point <laughs> that don't do too many things at once because when you do that you only have so much energy and so if you have the assets yeah definitely hire team members to help you so you're not losing the momentum and drive because I find that and you tell me as an entrepreneur I feel like we tend to be expanders we tend to be the type of people who want to do many things at once and it's almost a blessing and a curse yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> Agreed. No, but the reason <laughs> being is because your brains go into so many different uh, routes, if you want to say, and you're like, oh, I have this idea, I have this idea, I have this idea, and I have this idea. If you can keep your brain on track and you go, fine, I will do them eventually. That's right. However, <laughs> let me just focus on one thing right now and let me get it to a certain percentage of, you know, um, success, if you want to say. I won't mm -hmm. say success. Success is a, a broader spectrum of things. Yes. But <laughs> right. But let's yeah. get it on, on track to a certain percentage, say like 80% at least. Right. To, to get it on track for 
becoming successful in your way of success. My way, right. my way of success may be different to people. I say success as, for me, I like success and, as in knowledge. Um, mm-hmm. I don't say success as in money. Mm-hmm. Money, mm-hmm. money can be helpful. Money mm-hmm. can allow you to uh, live and mm-hmm. go through on a daily basis. But mm-hmm. for me, success comes with knowledge. Knowledge right. allows you to understand things and teach other people. Right. You know, right. That's what I like to do. I like to learn and teach other people. Yeah. That's my yeah. way of success. And it's wonderful, right? Being able to define it in such a way. I think a lot of people don't know what success looks like either. And so not having that defined image or vision of what you want as your successful life or successful goal, that causes a lot of. I would say straying away from your path. And then, you know, that's what perhaps was happening here with me in that, in full disclosure, right? I was like, oh, I'll start with this idea. Oh, I also like this idea. I like this idea, I have this idea. And so if you don't have your pillars, I would say of of your company defined well, or if you don't have your quarterly goals defined well, that's when you can end up really branching to in too many spaces right Even but if just you have... a vision if you don't have a right. vision to where you want to actually go that's now, right it doesn't have to be in one year three years five years forget the the years many people ask you where do you want to be in five years yeah. i don't know <laughs> that's too far away from but me too i'm like i don't know <laughs> if you have a vision to where you want to be and what yeah. you want to do accomplish yes then you will then you will have a way of where you're going to be my vision is just to help people i don't know right. why I, ha- I i i know i want to help people it's so fantastic wherever the success that people say my success is to help people and to see them succeed right whatever their success may be yeah exactly exactly that's fantastic <laughs> so anyways um it's been a pleasure speaking to you it's thank you for absolutely amazing um thank you very much for your story um i wish and i hope that people that have been listening to this today have taken something from this um again your your website is also sophia i know you have other businesses as well mm-hmm. i will definitely mention them uh you know in the description i'll put it on our website as well perfect thank you very thank- much for your thank your you it was fantastic today. This is great. And I hope we can, uh, we'll stay connected. Definitely. Um, anyways, this is again, as I mentioned in the beginning, this is Ross Martin from Unfound Help. I do business consultancy, um, advisory for small businesses, mainly in the United Kingdom. However, I do branch out to other parts of the world. So if you are listening and you need anything, you can, you know, get in contact with myself. Uh, my website is www unfoundhelp.com have a great day have a great evening or have a great week and weekend ahead thank you very much